<laughs> this is going to go poorly. <laughs> We go. Brothers, sisters, siblings, welcome to Penn Sunday School, starring Penn Gillette. My name is Michael Godot, Matt, Penn, Reddy Rich, and I are broadcasting from Show Creator Studios South here in Las Vegas. We sure are. Yeah. <laughs> On today's show, we'll claim to know stuff, have gone places, and have opinions. We'll be experts in hoo-ha and what's-its, and maybe we'll read some viewer mail. Here he is, preach to love, Mr. Penn Gillette. It's all just broken down, isn't it? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just going to use the same one forever. All we got here is just preaching love. That's all we're doing. That's all Sharing the love. we're doing. Never a truer intro has been made. Never. <laughs> never. Completely honest from the heart. Um, so how do you feel about things that are delivered to you from people who see your shows or know about your shows? Ah, this is a controversial <laughs> you know, deal. Piff, Piff and I yeah. have, have argued about this. Yes, we have. We have a very different point of view on this. <laughs> and I'm telling you this because I want, there's a bag that's been delivered that has stuff for you in it. And I want to know if you think it smells like chlorophyll, chloroform, <laughs> not chlorophyll. Chlor- it smells like plants are growing in here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, is that photosynthesis? <laughs> With uh, so with my uh, ice cream social podcast, yeah, people send us treats all the time, and we eat them all the time. Yeah, and you're not bothered by no. Them. What Piff says when he gets cupcakes and stuff, yeah. What if someone came in this? Yes, right. That's what he's he always a, says. He's afraid of jizz being uningredient in everything <laughs> yeah. that is delivered to him. Which I'm fine with, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for people sending in treats, <laughs> <laughs> I think this has more to do with his cooking style. <laughs> Than he'd like to admit. And because of what you just said, Uh, my relationship to Penn Sunday School listeners will now be different than my relationship with Ice Cream (laughs) Socialists. Anyway, a guy sent a red bag. Yeah. And in the red bag were six little bottles. You can see them right there. And there was a note that said, for the assholes at PSS. (laughs) (laughs) So they know us. (laughs) So they are listeners. So the question is, would you eat it? Now, I opened it up. And smelled it, yes. and I thought it smelled like tea. Ah, but Godot said no, and uh, and then Ready Rich, who of course we knew would be able to, our, our forensics expert. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you said what? Toasted chili powder with a taste of something else? Did you say? Yeah, toasted chili flake and cayenne pepper. And Dude Man has written, "Hey guys." I was just at the show on March 12th. It was fantastic. The Penn and Teller show, not Penn Sunday School, as that would be impossible. (laughs) (laughs) I think he means to have been there. Yes. I hope he means that. (laughs) The gift was intended for Penn, Ready Rich, Matt, and Goudeau, also Teller, and also Piff. He was a host once. Anyway, I dropped on some chili pepper powder I make every Christmas. I know it's a bit late, but who the hell cares about Jesus' birthday anyway? Where was I? Oh, yeah, the spice. It should be used like black pepper. It's not incredibly spicy, but it was made with five different types of chili or chile and a bit of black pepper. I use it in any type of food that isn't dry. For example, don't sprinkle it on your salad, but do cook it into your beans. I created it for an ex of mine. (laughs) Whoa. Foreshadowing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Who couldn't eat spicy food, but really liked the flavor of chile. 
I used to put it on only steaks, but now I use it on just about everything. It's especially useful in stir-fry. And damn it if it doesn't make the best bowl of Texas Red. My girlfriend says it's good for a marination as well. All right. So there's actually about 10 characters in this cast. Yeah, exactly. And it sounds like uh, the ex maybe just liked dry foods. And now he's found someone who likes I think moisture maybe that, in her maybe life. the ex was a cat, is what I'm thinking. <laughs> this would not be good on cat food. <laughs> it's clear. It'd be great if like, one of the six I've delivered was made with the same ingredients I used to give to my ex. <laughs> what are you eating there? Salad. And did you put Salad. some stuff on it? <laughs> You, uh, as soon as you get the direction, you fall. The, you, you idiot. It's like Goodell with gelato. <laughs> yep. What do you do with gelato wrong? I just didn't wait for it to warm up. <laughs> he said he'd stick it in the fridge, which is, the, which is like the only thing he said not to do. Was don't take it from the freezer and stick it in the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. One rule. You can't follow that one rule. But I was also the first one to open this and taste this. You said, here, someone sent this. We don't know who it is. And I yeah. said, let's try it. <laughs> yeah. I had... I think, really, the person who may have understood me best yeah. in my life yeah. was the person who delivered me raw peanut butter. You know, just, I mean, peanut butter with nothing added, yeah. just peanuts, and stirred it up for me. Ooh. <laughs> Someone, I forget where it was. I think I was having um, supper with the Bob Corn Revere, so it must have been around D.C. A uh, woman showed up as I was eating my supper and said, I brought this for you and gave me a jar of peanut butter that she had opened and stirred up. <laughs> now you would say if someone else got that, they would say, Oh, I'm worried because it's not sealed. If it were sealed, I'd feel safer. But my laziness is stronger than my self preservation. <laughs> and I ate that peanut butter and was not tripping balls. So she didn't put acid in it or anything, you know. Oh, good. As far as I know. Or maybe I just didn't notice <laughs> I was tripping. You're always tripping balls and you yeah. never knew it. <laughs> now, how was this delivered to us? Uh, it, it arrived backstage. Aaron, the stage manager, ah. brought it backstage at the Penn um, & Teller Theater and said, security has checked this. <laughs> Meaning there wasn't a bomb in it. Okay. Right. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know what the full... Security check is, but they don't check for jizz last I checked. Yeah, I don't think so. No. <laughs> last time you checked. <laughs> Bring in the jizz sniffing dog. <laughs> I've been keeping him at home, sir. <laughs> <laughs> He's is there doing... a point where his nose becomes habituated to jizz? <laughs> now, does, does your wife or children say, do not eat that or do not use that? My wife said in a direct command. Do not eat this. <laughs> well, she thought it was coffee. I yeah. thought it was tea. You thought it was chili. You were right. I thought it was jam. I looked at it. I saw raspberry jam. <laughs> so that's a, I'm just clearly just projecting. <laughs> well, I just found. <clears throat> I just found out that uh, pectin is vegan. Didn't you think pectin was cow stomach lining? No, I don't think pectin is, but. Uh, uh, the, the stuff we use in cheese is, it's, yeah. I don't remember what it's called. It's Rotson. not pectin. Re re reason. <laughs> Reasons. Kids yeah. with an R. Those chocolate reasons, yeah. Kids with an R. <laughs> Retson, sparkling drop, no. Um, anyway, anyway, anywho. Uh, so I've been avoiding jam 
on my uh, vegan diet. Uh-huh. And now I find there's another way to get fat. <laughs> and that is that I can Still have- Still another uh, chance. Jam. Yeah, I can have jam. So uh, I eat, you th- eat everything set to ice cream social. Yeah. Yeah. You don't yeah. care at all. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Gudo? You know, uh, people used to bring stuff to the, to, when we were in the Lance Burton show, but one, the, the, my favorite was Mrs. Fields. Mrs. Fields would come and bring us cookies. Well, yeah. I would eat those. That's black. <laughs> that's like Link. Yeah. You know, Link who owns the Krispy Kremes. Yeah. All these. Oh, yeah, yeah. When he, when you invite him to the show and he comes backstage, <laughs> he's got like six dozen, uh, six dozen Krispy Kreme donuts. Yeah. yeah that's just, know, just brings me, just carries them with them. Yeah. I'm always jealous of the, the people that have the thing they do, like on the holidays or whatever. If I'm, I show up with the blank I make. <laughs> it's always the same. Well, here's you a joke always for like you. it. John John Landis, yeah, and Neil Gaiman, one of the great comedy teams. <laughs> John Landis and Neil Gaiman both send honey from their own hives. Oh, wow, nice. that would be my favorite. Ooh, yeah. Right, that's thing. things like, and you can't be like, oh, honey from the hive again. And uh, and uh, yeah. John Landis, it's Beverly Hills honey. Oh. He has his he has his hives in Beverly Hills. Wow! When you've got enough space in Beverly Hills to have beehives, yeah. you know that Animal House did very well. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're living in Beverly Hills and you've got room for beehives, so you say, not only is there room for me and my family to live, but also insects. <laughs> you've bought land for insects in Beverly Hills. Yeah. Matt and Godot's Tonopah honey just doesn't have the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Quarter acre to desert sand. <laughs> desert, <laughs> desert sandy honey. Now, you know, uh, ha- ha- honey We also is- want to live as far from it as possible. I don't know if you how your wife feels about this, but my <laughs> wife does not like bees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, we all want to save bees globally, but we want to kill them in our backyards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really Tough call. I got to tell you, I've always wanted to have an apiary. Uh, yeah. without any work, and that's the hard part. One of the residents, you know, the avant-garde anonymous musical group in San Francisco, one, one of the residents said to me when I was carrying on on a bus touring Europe with the residents, we were on the bus for a long, long time, and I was telling him about my dreams of an apiary, and he said to me, oh, man, you just lacked the fashion. <laughs> You just want to wear the bee suit, right? <laughs> He's kind of right. Oh, yeah. That, that's, a, that's a good look. Yeah, yeah. And also, the idea that you can put on a costume, and it means, like, leave me alone. <laughs> like, <laughs> this guy's about to go interact with bees. Now's not the time to talk to him about anything. Yeah. Right? So, you put that little net over your head, and everyone goes, like, I wonder if you could make it alone. like your thing, like, piff. <laughs> You know, Neil. You just wear the bee suit. Neil Gaiman had the best <laughs> yeah. had the best setup in the world. Neil Gaiman had a huge house in Minnesota. I think he went through like divorces since then. Mm-hmm. So now he, I think he lives in a little like hovel in South Africa. But yes. at the time that his life was going well, um, Neil Gaiman had a huge spread in Minnesota. Yeah, and he had a bunch of bees, many hives, his apiary, and then he had a woman who I met. Very, very nice, like forest ranger type. Mm-hmm. Her name was like Sharon or Sherry or something. And bird watcher, uh, mm-hmm. very naturalist, right? And she tended the bees entirely for Neil Gaiman. And he just went out and put in his bee suit 
just when he wanted to have fun. <laughs> so he would like do, I mean, he would do the honey collection. Every, every Halloween, he would head out and do the honey collection. <laughs> he would just do the honey collection whenever he felt like it. Yeah. He didn't ever do any work, right? He just did, ah, that's the perfect setup. So when I, when I first moved to Vegas, Wait. I wanted to have an apiary and tried to find someone with that deal. <laughs> you could just come over and do it. You'd fund it. Yeah. That's fine. You're an investor. Hmm. And I would love to. And Goudot said no. He didn't even <laughs> ask. Seems, I was going to say, this seems like something Goudot would not <laughs> no. say no to. He didn't ask. <laughs> yeah, I think now uh, I, I probably, uh, where I am in my, um, I, I called it to a friend of mine, a housing project. And she said, no, it's a gated community. <laughs> and, and I guess there's a different connotation, isn't there? Well, a little bit, but either way, you can't start your own apiary, right? I don't think so. You, I don't. I think they would reprimand me. Yeah. I think they would reprimand me. You did, without knowing it, turn your old house into uh, a, a place for bees. For wasps. <laughs> that was the bad thing about <laughs> that. that. No one keeps wasps. <laughs> wasps are just We've nasty. had them four years, and there's not been a drop of honey. <laughs> But, uh, you know, uh, honey is not, I mean, most vegans say not, 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 not vegan. Although, you know, it's because it's based on bee labor and, yeah. uh, so it's exploiting animals. Well, what if you let them unionize? Would that help? <laughs> also, you we give just give them healthcare, don't you? I mean, you're keeping the, like the, <laughs> yeah. the, the molds and stuff out the of thing The thing they argue about though, is that, um, when you take the honey and give them sugar water, you're taking them good food and giving them shitty food. So it's like going to a farmer. This is what we do, isn't it? Go to a farmer, they grow vegetables, and you give them McDonald's. But that's exactly what happens, right? Yes. I mean, any of the people working on farms, they eat McDonald's. Yeah. So we're doing that exact thing to humans. I have such a small backyard. I believe it's very funny to start an aviary. With your kids at their age, perfect idea. I know, exactly. <laughs> that seems good. Just a lot of, a lot of EpiPens in the house. Yeah. Uh, I just, I, I should be the I, name of the company. You know, we, <laughs> EpiPen bees. <laughs> you know, well, we did the, uh, we did the bees on our, uh, a TV special. Don't try this at home. Right. And we, I told the story many times about losing all the skin on my ball sack. Right. Cause that was, I uh, was, uh, Stung 25. Irresponsible. Oh, no. I was stung. I was sorry. Stung. Your nutsack looked how many years younger when it was done? Uh, yeah. I gave, my, I gave my nutsack a facial, which is backwards. And uh, <laughs> and it was uh, uh, 25 bee stings in about uh, three minutes. Ugh. Including one. You can see this when you go to YouTube. You can see me um, get bit. Bit. What an asshole. <laughs> That one bee was super mad. I, get <laughs> I know what happens when I sting. Arr. I get st I get stung on the roof of my mouth oh. while I was talking, and you see me flick the stinger out with my tongue, spit, and keep going without missing a word. Oh. And Jane Curtin was at the taping of that. Yeah. Jane Curtin said that yeah. live, and she said, you know, I've seen Belushi... At his craziest, and I would not expect him to be able to continue a take spitting out a bee that just stung him on the roof of his mouth during a take. And she said, "How did you keep going?" And I said, "Well, Jane, if we screwed up that take, we'd have to do it again." <laughs>
So uh, very practical. But it was uh, it was pretty. And Teller got stung none. Yeah. But Teller was dumping bees onto me. And the camera people were all in the full bee suits. Everybody's in full bee suits, all protected. I was there in just a suit. And Teller would drop them on me. They get trapped in my collar. Then they'd sting. Or he dropped them on me and they fell in my mouth. And they'd sting. And I went, went going. And we got into the Guinness Book of World Records. What? What was the rehearsal process? You can't rehearse throwing bees on each other. Yes, right? we did. We did a little bit. And it was great because we have the Lost. rehearsal stuff. <laughs> rehearsal stuff. Um, and uh, we were originally going to do a gag on it. We tried to find things that looked like bees and weren't. And we couldn't. And then uh, I got all, uh, all hopped up on the idea of actually doing it for real. So we had a nurse and a doctor in an ambulance. And we both had EpiPens in our pockets. And we were ready to go. Because we got full panels of tests to see if we were allergic. When you get over 10 stings, you can't tell, right? Ah. So um, we were there with our EpiPens ready to inject them. Because, you know, the way you die from, a, uh, from bee stings, this is really interesting to me, <laughs> is that your, 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 uh, your veins and arteries expand. And so your blood pressure goes down to zero. And your blood just pools, and then you um, you uh, suffocate while being able to breathe perfectly, because there's no oxygen going through your blood. So the epipen is essentially Whoa. just super speed, okay? Because uh -huh. they want to speed you up so your heart gets going and everything contracts a bit. That's what is explained to me improperly. So um, <laughs> I shouldn't say it was explained to me improperly. That's why I understood it improperly. Yeah. So we were there with needles ready to, we were told all the signs, what to look for at each other. And if we saw that, we were to inject the other person, get out of there. And we had to get out of there in a double walled situation because there was a live audience. Ugh. And we had to strip naked to get out. So the audience got to see us covered with bees, do this whole bit, go into this little plastic area strip naked get vacuumed off run out get checked by doctors and then get dressed <laughs> and there was an ambulance <laughs> waiting the last outside. people to see your old ball skin <laughs> <laughs> and that's what happened uh, all the uh, skin came off the tops of my feet on my balls every time someone sees on tv like i saw his old nut sack mm. <laughs> yeah I'm not, is that pen? <laughs> well, that's what I did on uh, on CNN. You know, uh, CNN came to do a. Um, I I guess sometimes what I do is inappropriate because people were appalled by this, and I thought it was really funny. Yeah, CNN was there doing a little uh, puff piece on Penn and Teller doing their big special and TV, and um, so CNN came there, and I finished the interview, and I said, <laughs> "You." you want something for your Christmas reel? And the cameraman said, sure. And I said, look at this. And I reached into my pants and I pulled out my balls, which were bloody with the skin peeling off. <laughs> and I said, look at that. And then afterwards, the PR person said, what were you doing? I said, I just, I got the bee stings got a reaction and I thought it was really interesting. I said, they'll never air it. And she went, but, but what? <laughs> <laughs> so somewhere in CNN's file, they have my bloody, uh, my bloody. If she didn't know about the beasting part, mm -hmm. I think she just thought you're trying to show dominance or 
See how tough I am? <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, uh, it's non-local, you know. And, and my doctor was, uh, was, was, you know, I called up my doctor. It was, it was really awful. It was really terrible. I got home from that shoot and I took off my underwear and the skin of my balls came with it. And the, ah. the woman I was dating at the time was watching Vomited. me do this and she was appalled. Yes. And she said, we're going to the emergency room now. And I said, I'm too tired. So I went to bed. I got up the next morning. I called my doctor and I said, um, all this, all the skin come off my balls. And he said, uh, I want to see that. And I said, I can't, I got to work today. And he said, um, I will shut you down with the board of health. If you don't come in to see me today. Whoa. And I said, okay, I'll come in. So I went in and I showed him and he said, this is so weird. He said, uh, uh, let's close the door. And he said, okay, um, I know you say you're a teetotaler, never done any drugs. Uh, this is a allergic reaction to street heroin. And now I know that you are actually using drugs. And now we have to deal with that. I said, I'm not using drugs. <laughs> and he said, you can no longer lie about this. I said, I'm not lying. I'm not using drugs. He said, okay, if you had anything unusual in your system? I said, he said, what are you eating? I said, I just had a hamburger. He said, shellfish or anything? I said, no. He said, I, I have no idea what has been different. I said, nothing. And he said, are you shooting your TV special? I said, yes. He said, when are you doing the bees? I said, we, we did that yesterday. He said, did, did you get stung? I said, about 25 times. He said, get the fuck out of my office. You are the you are too stupid to be my patient. I said, what do you mean? Is that important for this? He said, you were injected with 25 dirty needles. That's what a bee sting is. Get out of my office. I said, what about my balls? He said, I don't care. It's an allergic reaction to bee stings. Get out of here. You're fine. He said, it'll probably also come off the top of your feet. I said, oh. I said, do I get cream or anything? He said, no, get out of here. He could not believe. He said, if you told me on the phone bees. that bees, we would be done. Yeah. So I, that's I did not think to mention that I'd been stung that many times. Does that mean we have some users of heroin with us in this podcast going like, yep, been there. <laughs> I, I, I guess so, yeah. Well, I gotta, that's what's causing that. I got to explain. <laughs> yeah. It was a, um, you know when you get a sunburn? And you get that peeling like that. Yeah. It's really not a terribly unpleasant peeling. But what's underneath the peeling is not pretty. Right. That's what we had on my ball sack. Okay. Yeah, just so you know. Uh, what was the, uh, sorry, what was the actual hunk of this bit? What was the uh, actual trick? We were going to, in order to get in the Guinness Book of World Records, yeah. produce the most wild, dangerous animals in history. Ah. So the gag was Siegfried and Roy produced tigers. Yes. In their entire career, they produced maybe a hundred tigers. Yeah. And we were going to produce a million wild animals. <laughs> and then Teller held his hand, it was really beautiful, held his hand, showed him empty, held his hand and produced one single bee, which then flew. And then he produced more bees out of his bare hands and they flew. And then he bring, brought out boxes and showed them empty and tubes and showed them empty and just kept dumping bees on top of me as I bragged about how many animals we were producing. Ah. That was the gag. And we produced, um, you know, uh, I don't know, half a million bees. Okay. And it was, uh, it was an intense shoot. 
I mean, we were sitting in there. The noise level. Teller was loaded with bees all over, and they were doing lighting tweaks. Oh. And we were going, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Since then, they were found uh, a number of varieties of stingless bees. I don't know if that's helpful. Good, good, good. <laughs> In case you thank wanted to you. Thank you, remember why you have me on staff. You want to you you dust that <laughs> you off for started for a little Phyllis? earlier with me. I might have helped. Most coffee, <laughs> most coffee is dull, stale, and questionably sourced. Hell yeah. But it's easy to get stuck in a rut and drink what you always have. Instead of standing in front of all the options in your grocery store, let Trade Coffee help you find something new to love. You know we should have better coffee. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, you, you really, really want, I mean, even coffee, I mean, let's be honest, coffee in the chain stores, Starbucks and so on. Yeah. Not that great. Not that great. No. Trade sells the freshest roasted and ethically sourced beans from America's best independent roasters. They ship free to you as often as you like, whole or ground. Whether you're a coffee nerd or just want a better daily cup. Trades, real coffee experts taste test over 400 roasts and use technology to match you to your ideal coffee based on your preferences and viewing, viewing methods. Take the coffee quiz to get started. Have you done this yet? Yes. Oh, it's pretty great, isn't it? <laughs> oh. A trade coffee guarantees you'll love your first bag or they'll replace it for free. Trade has been featured in, by the New York Times, Wired, GQ. There's one left. Penn Sunday School, and has delivered <laughs> over 5 million bags of coffee to the same guy. Yeah. No. Their subscription- I got two, so it's 4 million. How is it? It's delicious. Is it really good? It. It's really good. Did you get the decaf? I, no, I did not get the decaf. They asked me some questions about what I preferred in coffee and sent me a couple of bags of coffee so far. How good was it? It was great. And how do you brew I coffee? I am French pressing it. You're French pressing it? I'm French pressing it. And they and asked you that is, on your quiz. Yeah. They asked that on the quiz, and they sent me a bag of pre-ground, perfectly prepared coffee. Wicked did, good. Wicked, wicked good. good. Yeah. How about you, Matt Donnelly? Well, I make a proper cup of coffee from a proper coffee pot, and I got uh, just a regular bag of beans. Uh, they were the best we've had. We've already reordered from that company uh, to get it, but they do. They just find coffee suppliers all over the place, independent roasters, and we got one from Sightglass was the company that they sent us, and it was the best coffee muffin I've ever had. Really good. Yes. It's really good. So you guys should try this, man. Yeah. Uh, for all our listeners, right now, Trade Coffee is offering a total of $20 off your first three bags when you go to drinktrade.com slash pen. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for freeze. Yes. That's pretty good. It's delicious. To get started, take their quiz at drinktrade.com slash pen and start your journey to the perfect cup. That's drinktrade.com slash pen for $20 off your first three bags. You're going to love this. You're going to thank us. You really are. You're going to thank us. You're going to think it's great. I have a joke that I wrote. Oh, yeah? I don't usually write jokes. I don't, you know, <laughs> yeah. I say stuff within our routines yes. that I hope is funny. Yeah. I don't usually write a joke. Yeah. And this joke is a joke that I think the audience for it Probably mostly me. <laughs> I like the joke. Okay. So there's this guy. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. And he decides to start a business. <laughs> 
and his business is going to be cranberries. <laughs> Very excited about cranberries. He says, listen, guys, I'm going to have a cranberry business. I got my bog. My bog is rocking. I got a rocking bog. This is already a pen joke right there. And I'm getting the other people <laughs> together in the area, yeah. my friends and colleagues yeah. in the bog biz cranberry, and we are going to put out our cranberry worldwide. Mm. And the guys go, good idea, man. Good idea. And he goes, yeah. And I'm going to put out um, uh, cranberry sauce. I'll put out the kind with the, the, mm -hmm. the berries Hands. in it. But I'll also put out the jellied cranberry sauce that right. looks like a can. And then I'm also going to do uh, uh, cranberry juice. Oh, that's pretty sour and bitter, sir. Well, yes, I know. I'll put a lot of sugar in it. Oh, a lot of sugar in it. And maybe a little red coloring. Well, will the batches change a little bit, but not bad. Not bad. <laughs> it's going to be good because uh, it has this really good stuff. Well, you know, you're really, I'm going to use all you guys. We'll be using all our cranberries, all our bogs. We're all going to work. Yeah, but you should be special. I don't need to be special. What are you going to call it? I I don't know what I'm going to call it yet. I just have the idea for the business plan. We haven't named it. Well, I think it should be named after you. No, 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 no. I don't want all the credit. I want all of us. No, no, it should be named after you. I don't want my name out. I'm not a Colonel Sanders kind of guy. I don't want to be a Colonel Sanders kind of guy. I just want us all to be together. You know, like the, the Florida orange juice people, they don't have, no, 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 no. I think you should be, should be famous for this. No, 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 no. I'm not going to use my name. Not going to use my name. Okay, well, let's just put a code then of your name so that people can kind of know who you are, but we don't have to underline it like Sanders. Like, why don't we do, I don't know, your name in some code, your name in some like pig Latin or something. I don't know how I feel about this. Oh, come on, Mr. Sproshan. <laughs> Mr. Sproshan, just put your name on there in pig Latin or something. Okay, Mr. Sproshan. Okay. <laughs> and today that company is known as <laughs> Nuts. Ocean Spray. Ocean Spray. <laughs> Mr. Sproshan. Mr. Sproshan. Now that is a joke that I love. Yeah. <laughs> I almost did a tangent on the two bogs because I was going to be toboggans, but <laughs> and I was like, oh no, that might be the punchline. I'll shut up. Yeah. But I'm very happy shut that up. I took a pig Latin. Now, when did I you. I thought I was going to say that guy is me. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, you. <laughs> well, I've, I've thought maybe if you if I were going to use a pen name, Sproshan would be pretty good. Sproshan's pretty great. Sproshan. <laughs> Sproshan. Now, when did you know what the name was going to be? When I said Mr. Sproshan or before that? No, just Mr. Sproshan. Mr. Sproshan, yeah. <laughs> we were working. <laughs> also, uh, you know you know that my interest in Pig Latin is unbounded. Yes. <laughs> I, I, pig Latin always makes me laugh. Yeah. I discovered, as you all know, because I bragged about it enough, to a word that is a word, which you don't even have yeah. to say. You just have to say word. That is also a word in pig Latin. We have trash and we have ashtray. Yeah, that's pretty good. But there's two more. What? Two more that we have come up with. Breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> Robbie and I worked on this. We came up with these. They're hard. Supercomputers are involved. <laughs> Lout. Outlay. Oh, yeah. Okay. And the really surprising one. It took me a long time to get this, and it's a common word. Where? 
Oh, airway. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's three of those. So I would like to use Mr. Sprosian wear lout trash all in a sentence. <laughs> but see, what makes that a joke that I like, of course, is the word bog. Yes. Yeah. But I, uh, I was sitting around with a couple of my friends in LA, uh, and we were just talking and laughing and joking. And, um, we were talking a little bit about pig Latin and we were talking a little bit about, uh, uh, egg creams, beverages. And then I just was hit like a lightning bolt from above. And I just (laughs) said, I'm this guy who's got these cranberry bogs. <laughs> and it took me a very long time to get the joke out because I was hysterical <laughs> for the entire telling. Just of the loving the, the discovery. Just of loving the it. World of bog uh, people, fellow and, boggers. And to let you know, the bogcast, <laughs> to let you know uh, how you can tell my closest friends. This was uh, Rich Nathanson mm. and Andy Lerner. And they they were hysterical. <laughs> I mean, hysterical. Couldn't breathe. When I said Mr. Sproshan, they exploded <laughs> in laughter. Exploded. Exploded in laughter. They, uh, they laughed forever. And I'm not sure everybody does. I'm sure other people would like a different kind of joke. I'm curious when this comes back with a different telling to you one day, you know? Yeah, well, it may be like a huge, huge joke. It may be a joke that just spreads around. And your this kids, the one. you tell your kids, I actually, I, I wrote the Sproshan joke. They will not believe me. No, nah. it's just no, a joke. No, they will not believe me. It's just, it's just a standard Sproshan. bit. Everybody does it. <laughs> <laughs> but I would think that if I were going to be a cranberry juice magnet, <laughs> I would call it sprotions <laughs> i'm just realizing right now like they probably sue you yeah <laughs> and and this is because the world gets more correct as we go but my kids probably don't tell polish jokes or probably don't tell polish jokes to each other well they really shouldn't now yeah well right now absolutely not but um they were blonde jokes for a while but even those have gone out of fashion right yeah but you want to be able to tell a dummy joke yeah yeah, but we don't Europe, know. We don't have like tell them about Belgians. You know, why is there no water skiing in Belgium? There are no lakes on the sides of mountains. You know, that was the <laughs> used to be Belgians. I think maybe you can't you can't pick out any group of people. Right. Uh, for when I was young, there were. You have to be like, m- did you hear about the dummy inventor? They're moron Joe. Yeah. What about the dummy inventor? <laughs> He uh, made a submarine with the screen windows. They were, um, <laughs> they were just describing Godot. <laughs> uh, you want bugs in your submarine? <laughs> we had, we had, um, there's also crustaceans. We had um, <laughs> moron jokes when I was a child. Ah. Why did the moron throw the alarm clock out the window? Right. He wanted to see time fly. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. So that was already being done. But you know, that's also, it's funny how the words, you know, the word idiot used to be a real classification. Right. Right. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we had a vote in uh, in Nevada. I don't know if you remember this. Uh, maybe 10, 15 years ago, there was a vote to change part of the bylaws or constitution of Nevada because the word idiot was used in there. Oh, I do remember this. Yeah. And of course, I voted to not change it. Because <laughs> if there's any state that should have the word idiot in its constitution, <laughs> yes. it's ours. But we're finding that, you know, um, 
with, um, with, with the use of the word retarded. Yeah. You're finding the same thing. That used to be the word that was okay, and then that word became uh, pejorative. Yes. But that was actually a correction of idiot. Right. Right. But I, I, yeah, we need to have words that can be used jokingly pejorative. Yeah, I think so. And those words shouldn't, you know, suck other people in. Yeah, especially when it's just a hypothetical somebody over there. Yeah. Maybe you could just use it like, hear about the heavy metal fan who, <laughs> <laughs> you know. We still do elephant jokes. Elephant Until the elephants get yeah. on us. The elephants get on us, yeah. Now, uh, speaking of heavy metal fans, Ready Rich, you did an ACDC tribute band? Last night, yes. You were the uh, sound mixer on that? Front of house, yep. Front of house. That's the important sound mixer. I would disagree, but okay. Really? Do you think the uh, stage mix is the important one? I think so. Because that's what the people need to play? You're more likely to get a lousy show if you have a bad side of house guy. Is that true? Yeah. Even if the if the house guy is is worse, yeah, there's much less to fuck up in front of house. Okay. I think. Okay. Well, you you're, you're very humble and modest. But uh, what was the ACDC tribute band's name? Back in Black. Back in Black. Good. Nailed it. Good. Yeah, they got that. Down. <laughs> now, did they dress like ACDC? They dress like ACDC, and the lead singer looks exactly like the I, I forget the names of the two guys, but the first one, so Bottom Bob. <laughs> Not bottom. That's the drummer for Led Zeppelin, but it's something Steve like Steve Perry. That. No, that's uh, that's uh, Journey. Yep. No, that's uh, Aerosmith. Okay. Steve Perry. Uh, <laughs> Bob. It's a it's a B name. Good uh, going to have it. The uh, Edge. <laughs> <laughs> Angus Young, Bon Scott, Bon, bon Scott, Bon Scott, Brian Johnson. Now, were they also uh, wee little people? They were not as small as the actual Akadaka. Akadaka? <laughs> Akadaka. Now, have you heard uh, Hacy DC? Hacy Dixie? Oh, yeah, the all country versions of yeah. Hacy Dixie songs. <laughs> but ACDC, I've been told, after I met the Chili Peppers, and I was commenting that going backstage with the Chili Peppers was like going to Munchkinland <laughs> because they are very, very small people. Yeah. And someone said, oh, 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 oh you haven't seen ACDC. ACDC are so small, they look like they're further away from you than they are. <laughs> <laughs> so they're not as small as ACDC. But twice as loud. Twice. <laughs> were they louder than real ACDC? Uh, well, to be fair, I've never actually been to a real ACDC concert. Now, so um, Ready Rich, you were good. This is his, he's going to drive us mad here. You were in charge of front of house. <laughs> yes. So you could have turned them down. No, I couldn't. Why not? When I saw the back line roll in, I decided that it's not going to be a day that I could say, can you turn down and have any impact in any way whatsoever. But if you, but the back line, uh, uh, how much of the sound is coming from their amplifiers and how much is coming from your sound system? Normally or last night? Last night. <laughs> uh, I did not have any of the guitars in the front of house mix aside from the solos. Oh, really? At all. Right. Zero. Because they were that loud with their own equipment. Yep. And uh, how about the bass player? Did, were they in the? I had him in the sub, but also not in the front. I see. But you had all the vocals, of course. Yes. Okay. And how, and how many? How big a place is this? I think it's a 
400 seater, maybe 450. Ooh, wow. You can make you can make a 450 seat theater really loud. Yes. We have the technology for that. Really loud. And was it filled up? Yes. And there what, was a line. What a line? Yeah. Would you do that? Wait in line for ACDC? For a tribute act? Uh so this is the idea. I went <laughs> to see, this is going to tie in. Trust me on this. Okay. Uh, I went to see Burt Bacharach. I'm skeptical. Not loud. <laughs> not particularly loud. <laughs> but Burt Bacharach. Cover band. No, actually Burt Bacharach okay. himself. And uh, I was with a friend. We had a major disagreement. My friend really thought the show was awful. He thought that Burt Bacharach couldn't sing. And Burt Bacharach didn't, um, didn't play piano that well. And I said that what you were supposed to be doing was being in a room with Burt Bacharach. Yeah. And that was the exciting fun of it. He told like stories and was charming. And that was the fun of being at a Burt Bacharach concert, right? Yeah. Now with ACDC, you have everything but that, right? With Back in Black. I'm sorry. I don't follow. Okay. With Back in Black, you have uh, skilled musicians but you aren't in the room with the actual people. Right, right, yeah. So you're waiting in line for what? You're waiting in line to not be in a room with the actual people who are ACDC, right? Well, isn't you're waiting in line to get the front row seat? Isn't that what waiting in line is for, for a concert? Well, if it's general admission, yeah. Yeah, this was. Yeah. So you're waiting in line to be close to the band. Yeah. To have an actor spit on you. Yeah. This was a rehearsal. For going to a real concert. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to practice. You're more right than you know. Because Has the, that ever been true before in the show? Because that would be really great March, if that's been true. March the day. March, whatever day it is today. Yeah. I can't get that right. <laughs> it's about damn time. Because the casinos are still unclear on to whether or not they could stay open. So they don't want to book a real act too far out. They're doing all these tribute acts. Oh, I see. Oh, to see if it's still viable to get people get busing seats. Right. All right. Now, so were people up sitting down or were they upstanding and dancing? These were old people. Yeah, ACDC would be old people. Yeah. Uh, Does so that answer the question? You mean my age, right? Uh, some older, yeah. No one's older than me. <laughs> no one older than seven. I'm 67. No one older than 67 was at an ACDC tribute concert. I think you're incorrect. Okay. But you're more right than you thought. Look at me go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm less right than I thought. In that case, then I totally get it because a real ACDC would have traffic and parking difficulty. Yeah. I went to go see a Prince show, an impersonation. Well, the Prince guy in town is very, very he's, good. It Excellent. was great. That, that's the one I saw. But he's very tall. He was very tall. So but he wears his shoes me, on his knees. So like. you also think he's <laughs> closer to you than he is. Yeah, exactly. I felt like I was in the front row. Yeah. <laughs> Gorfon Prince. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, who is, uh, I like Prince, but I'm not a yeah. huge Prince fan. I think there was no discernible difference. Mm. Strangely enough. You know? I don't know. The Prince of Person are not as good at basketball as actual Prince, despite the height. <laughs> <laughs> Prince was a very good basketball player. He jumped. Yeah. He would jump like a freak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like a flea. He would jump like a flea. Yeah. Several the, times his own height. <laughs> yeah, that's why the Chili Peppers won't play basketball. Yeah. Because one of them can jump like a flea. I, that's the thing. Is like, what Godot's talking about is kind of true. Like, I liked Prince, but I never loved Prince. Yeah. 
And so when I went to see it, you're like, oh, I never would have paid, you know, hundreds of dollars. I don't want to pay a thousand bucks to sit in the front row for a prince, but I had a great time at this show. I've been told by people that I respect tremendously that there, there was no better live show than Prince. Right. And I went and saw him twice, twice. Shows were not that great. People mm. say, oh, you must have got a bad night. I guess I did. I even saw him in a small place. Right. I saw him at the Rio. I was going to say, it was in your theater, like, wasn't it? Not my, our theater, smaller theater in the yeah. Rio. And uh, like, you know, 700 seats, which should have been Prince at his absolute best and didn't really grab me. Yeah. It's amazing. But um, the tribute band ACDC, now do they play a similar set to the real ACDC or do the ACDC play like newer stuff that they want oh, off the album and the tribute band gives more of the hits? How could you tell? You can't tell the songs apart? <laughs> Aren't they all the same? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, Randy is snobbing ACDC pretty hard. He's a popular band. <laughs> now, so I'm on a band now, whose whose Echo sold echo. out a <laughs> sold out a show last night. Yeah. Now, when I first saw the name ACDC, I thought it was a reference to being bisexual, but that's not true. <laughs> and when I first saw Queen, I thought it was a reference to being gay, and it wasn't. And then it was. <laughs> So do I, do ACDC, uh, do these people have, uh, uh, copies of bisexual sex? <laughs> right. He's the only one can answer <laughs> and he's not talking up. I didn't get it. I missed it. It's just you don't, you don't have information on whether the ACDC tribute band were bisexual. No, I didn't talk to them. I was running a house. You don't, you don't, you don't find that out by talking to them, Randy. <laughs> but anyway, you know, all I'm interested in is where the where the fourth wall is, uh huh, with tribute acts, and they did not break it at all. They didn't break the fourth wall at all. Uh, well, they announced their own website, but that was it. They were in character for the whole show. Really, really. Yeah. Do they speak with Australian accents? They did. And were they from America? Yes. But they spoke with Australian accents. Yes. Did they do that? Did you talk to them off stage at all? Very little. Did they steep the Australian accents? No. Okay. Because, you know, Spinal Tap, <laughs> when Spinal Tap toured, they were in character backstage and for sound checking. Oh, man. That's lovely, actually. Yeah, it kind of is. It kind of is. I mean, it's almost easier. Yeah. It's almost easier to get through all the things set up that you need to get set up by being in character for yeah. those things. And, you know, um, the, uh, the Fab Four... Yeah, or the Beatles tribute band. Uh, I, I I do their introduction. Their introduction yeah. is because uh, they want it. They're very proud of the fact they don't use any tape loops, nothing recorded, and so I do an introduction that explains that. And they're wonderful, wonderful guys. And when they're on stage, they're in character, but backstage, they're just regular guys. I I told them that I was a uh, Mark David Chapman impersonator. <laughs> that was that was my joke. <laughs> that was my joke. On uh, that end, I do want to give them full credit. That one's shorter than the bog joke. <laughs> what do you mean? There are no tracks for the no ACDC. Track. No track. Back in black. Did they did they play everything live? They had uh, an effects pad for the bells for Hell's Bells. Mm-hmm. And the cannons for those about to rock, and that was it. Really? That's all? That's it. And they were really playing. And singing backup and everything. Wow. That's awesome. Wow. And uh, very, very accurate? Yes. And did people love them? Yes. And were they pleasant fellows to work with? They were. Oh, good. Good, good, good. And, uh, and do they work a lot? 
I didn't get a sense of that, so I don't know. And how long? I mean, everybody doing this right now is working a lot. Okay. Everybody doing a tribute act anywhere near Vegas is getting double bookings what they normally would. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> you should be in a tribute. Who could you be? Could you know? John Denver yeah. is John not Denver. getting any Not calls. getting any calls at is all. Is he any? <laughs> How's your Springsteen? Is there a Springsteen? There was a I've seen two Springsteen cover bands. But how were they? It both apologized about a third of the way through. What do you mean apologized? <laughs> Just basically like, hey, we know we're not the boss, but, uh, you know. One blatantly like that, apologizing. The other one just talking about like, you know, us on the road, you know, doing this, you know, it's like, it's basically like they start toasting the boss. I see. Uh, as a way to be like, we know you're disappointed that none of us look like Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, Bruce is the not example. as much as we are. <laughs> Bruce yeah. is the example in my mind of how people who are, your picture gets seen a lot, get better looking. Yeah. It's really fascinating. Yes. Because I was an early Springsteen fan, and Springsteen was considered good-looking by nobody. Right. Nobody. And then uh, he, was, he was on all the magazines. He was everywhere, and he was still not very good-looking. Yeah. And then he didn't change. I don't think he got, like, facial surgery or anything, right? No. He? And he just was all of a sudden considered better-looking because we just saw him a lot. Yeah. He was familiar. Yeah. But he is, like, uh, I guess a stature and figure, like, you know, there's a difference between a, a cover band and uh, like Legends in Concert, mm -hmm. right? And so when you have like a band where you can literally costume, right? Like to look like, uh, you know, them, you can wear right. costumes yeah. and stuff and look like that. There's not necessarily that much of a costume for Bruce. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, you kind of just want to see a guy who looks the, like him. The only costume you'd have for Bruce would be a costume he wouldn't want you to wear. <laughs> exactly. That would be yeah, the yeah. Twyla Tharp <laughs> headband. You don't want to be that Bruce. Bruce didn't want to be that Bruce. No. I was very happy when Bruce came out really embarrassed about that. Yes. And I was children make fun of him and stuff. Yeah. I liked that a lot. Because yeah. it made me feel like, okay, he knew. And that's more of what I say. Everybody knows everything. Yeah, and even even when the E Street Band, when he was like, screw it, everybody just, no one tried to dress like anything. I'm tired of trying to control our look. And he said, we never looked more gay than <laughs> when all of us wanted to dress the way we wanted to for the Born in the USA tour. Is that the way they dressed the way they wanted to? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And he was tired of trying to control the way they were going to look in concert and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's things. So if you go see a Bruce cover band, you kind of want a Bruce impersonator. Yeah. Whereas if you go see Fab Four, you can kind of just do a costume lookalike for all of them, and you're oh, that's right. So you know. it's, it's it's costume as opposed to looking just like yeah, yeah. Wigs. It's all about the wigs. Yeah, it's not like a distinctive wig you can put on. And be like, oh, Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's, yeah. true. that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Too bad. That's true. Uh, okay. Well, I think we've talked enough about ACDC. Do you have any more <laughs> say about ACDC? We've covered ACDC, we've covered bees, we've yeah. covered my ball sack, and we've covered Mr. Sproshan. <laughs> so that was Pet Sunday yeah. School. That was Sunday That's a full bucket. Cha -cha -cha. <laughs> what will the title be? <laughs> you become naked. How about two bogs for Mr. Sproshan? <laughs> you don't give away the punchline. Oh, that's right. Don't give away the punchline. Two bogs for ACDC. <laughs> yeah, you know, I kind of blew the whole thing when they when they did the promotion. <laughs> you know, we love you. All right.
right time to thank the people who support us on yeah please do that patreon.com slash pen gary cornelly danny hey Gudo, does this rag smell like chloroform to you <laughs> ruse is that the guy who sent us chili pepper maybe matthew o'sullivan <laughs> betsy batter penis massacre Little Mandar, Michael Fritz, Rachel Forrester, Jobeth R. Bowers, Adam Stickney, Sex Guy Jimmy D, Henry James Allison, Nathan Julian, Percival, Manuel Vidal Perez de la Mesa V, Petty Officer Scoop, David K, David Peters, and Shane Brevik. Thank you.